Hey everybody, John Moe here. Uh, you might have heard that uh, the radio show version of Wits is going away in just a few weeks here. And uh, when that happens, this podcast is also going to take a little bit of a break, go on hiatus. We're going to not think about Wits for a little while and clear our heads. And then we're going to look at ways to bring Wits back in some form, to keep having some fun, to keep in touch with those guests that we love so much. And uh, just we don't know exactly what form that will take, but uh, we've we've had too much fun together to let it just end altogether. We're not going to do that. So listen, for the next few weeks here on the podcast, we're replaying some of our favorite Wits episodes. And this week, a very, very special episode. Comedian Kristen Schaal, along with Rufus Wainwright as our musical guest. Producer Larissa Anderson is here with me. And uh, boy, I remember this one quite well. This show, first of all, this was like the hardest booking I had ever had, was booking Rufus Wainwright. Yes, but, Rufus is a big star. But when when we did get Rufus, I remember asking the agent for a, an approved bio, and he wrote back, uh, Rufus, 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 with all exclamation points behind it. And that's, <laughs> that's like kind of how I feel about the show, but mm. also with a Kristen, 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 with all exclam- exclamation points on it. <laughs> Yeah, Kristen Schaal is, I mean, she plays such way out characters when when you see her like on Flight of the Concords or on 30 Rock. She plays, she kind of specializes in the unstable person. And she is the most delightful, down to earth, you know, just the the person sitting next to you on the school bus, just the most normal person you can imagine. <laughs> school bus. Um, is that are you a on the thing? school bus? I I've, don't know. I've invented a thing for a normal person, <laughs> the person next to you on the school bus. Um, yeah, she just could not be more delightful. And it is such a fun show. This is the first cop squadron we ever did. And oh, she right. just nails it with this. The, it's the cop who's had too much co- who's like never had coffee before yes. and has had way too much coffee. <laughs> And she's so funny and sharp and fast. Um, and also Rufus plays a cat. And then they have this really fun game show where they're breaking up with people. And, and Rufus applies his spectacular singing talents to some very silly songs that are made up right there on the spot. And some really beautiful songs that he, he were not made up on the spot. He does an acapella uh song in this show. It's so beautiful. Yeah. You're going to love it, everybody. Here is Kristen Schaal and Rufus Wainwright on Wits. Hi, this is John Moe. On this week's edition of Wits, we are loaded up with comedy, music, conversations, surprises, and amazing guests like actress-comedian Kristen Schaal. Hey, Kristen. Hey, but not to mention the King of Norway, Hulk Hogan, and Mrs. Diana Ross. We have none of those people on the show. Doesn't matter. Listeners will tune in to hear them, and that's what you want, right? Well, sure, but I think they'll be kind of disappointed. Not when they hear from Barbara Streisand, Dorothy Hamill, and Rufus Wainwright. Kristen, none of those people are on... Oh, wait, Rufus Wainwright is here. Oh, hi, Rufus. I certainly am, and I brought my friends Paul Bunyan, the Easter Bunny and film critic Leonard Maltin. Oh, this is spiraling out of control. We're all going to play football against the 1975 Pittsburgh Steelers. It'll be a great radio show. Uh, Can I be quarterback? Of course. It sounds great. There will also be some other things, and it's all coming up in just a moment. From APM American Public Media and Minnesota Public Radio, this is Wits. I'm John Moe. (laughs) 
I have this one shirt that I like. It's old red flannel, kind of threadbare. I've had it forever. I still wear it. But I got this voicemail the other day. Hey, John, it's 1991. We want our shirt back. I, I didn't think that kind of thing actually happened. But, oh, well, I just kind of forgot about it, at least until another voicemail came a few days later. John, this is 1996. We would like our Jamiroquai CD back. Here's the number where you can reach us. So I called, and they weren't home, but I, I left them a message, and I said, I paid good money for that Jamiroquai CD, and besides, what legal claim do you have to it, 1996? Well, they called back. Hey, John, 96 again. It's a little more complicated than just the law. See, time lords of the future have invented the time phone and sent one to all of us time periods. We're all making calls to reclaim items that may be anachronistic in times other than ours. It's better for cultural evolution this way. Fine. I don't want to interfere with the, the grand scope of time. I mailed the CD to 1996. But over the next few days, I started getting all kinds of messages. Hey, John, it's 1988, and we want back that copy of A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. You know, the one you've always had in your shelf but never read. We can use it more than you. What? Ahoy! It's the 19th century. We don't want anything back. We're just excited to use this miracle box. Can you hear us? Hello? Hello? That's nice. Mr. Moe, this is 1956. Please mail us your kitchen cabinets. They belong to us now. Oh, come on. Those things are meant to last for years. I like my cabinets. Say, pal, it's the 1930s, see? We need your help rounding up the fedoras. They belong to regular Joes, everyday palookas back here, not the hipsters from your future out of space world. Okay, I, I, I called them back and I said that they should probably call 2011. Fedoras are kind of over now. Hey guys, 2011 here. Cool time phone. Thing is, I've already got a call to return the fedoras to 1980s nerds in high school jazz bands. So they've already been sent off. Oh. 30s again, what? Say, you looking for some chin music? I'll pound ya. Oh, and that's how the fedora time war began that has killed so many people. <laughs> Mostly, I wish the time lords of the future had never distributed those time phones. Everyone's just been so petty and possessive. Feels like a wasted opportunity. Although I was glad that I got to call back way into the past and convince someone to kill Jeff Claus, Santa Claus's evil older brother. Never heard of him? Exactly. <laughs> Want to give thanks to Peter Sagal of NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me for playing time in that monologue. You know her from The Daily Show, 30 Rock, Flight of the Concords, Toy Story 3, and everywhere. Kristen Shaw, welcome to Wits. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I understood your body of work a lot better when I learned that you won the Andy Kaufman Award. Tell people what that is. Oh, yeah. So the Andy Kaufman Award is hosted by Andy's family and his dad, Stanley Kaufman. And uh, basically, they round up uh, comedians that are doing things that are, you know, creative and outside the box. And then you perform in a competitive way to win, which is like up my alley in all different kinds of ways. <laughs> I love being competitive and what, weird. What do you mean? What? <laughs> I, I don't associate your kind of work with competition necessarily. No, I hide it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Has it always been that way? Well, I'm keeping points on us now. Oh, really? How yeah. am I doing? Well, pretty good, but okay. uh, we got a ways to go. I'm sure we do. <laughs> um, your, uh, I was looking at your IMDb page, which is a mile long. You've done all sorts of different kinds of projects. Is there a movie or TV show that you remember from growing up that kind of formed you, that you kept going back to? Probably the Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. I just, I loved it. First of all, they were all in college and they were having the time of their lives. And they were like, we cannot let this end. And they tried to keep it going. And they were like living in those tiny lockers in the bus station at the Port Authority. And I was like, I will do that. I will live in that locker with that rooster. I don't care. Um, I want to follow my dreams and get amnesia and have an adventure. Get married on stage, on a Broadway stage. Wait, is that why you went Spoiler to New York? Alert. Because the Muppets did that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Colorado, I, know, I didn't know. I, I just knew from the Muppets that that's, that's where the bright lights were. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about Kristen Schaal as a horse. Um, and I want to set this up. You, a big issue. <laughs> you and your comedy partner... Uh, Kurt Browneler have become famous or infamous uh, for a bit that you do called Kristen Shaw is a Horse. And Kurt's not here. We're not going to recreate it. But could you describe for people who've never seen it what happens? Uh, yeah, so we just do a bit where we're uh, talking about an old sketch we did called Uncle Ben's Farmyard Courthouse, where we just do sketches about the law system um, using um, farmhouse animals. Anyways, it's called Kristen Shaw is a Horse, and what, what it is is Kurt is singing Kristen Shaw is a Horse, look at her go, look at her dance, look at her dance like a horse, and I dance and um, back and forth while he sings that over and over again. And just over for like in Australia, we did it for 10 minutes. And, and I think like Kurt claps through it and I think his palms were bleeding and, um, and he was losing, he loses his voice. He's really doing the heavy lifting. He's like, you know, until he loses it and he's and you're screaming. Just prancing I'm around. prancing my yeah. heart out, you know, like I've got the red shoes. And, I, and the point is, is that it, it's just repetition. It's just a study in repetition and how how it can be funny, um, and then not funny, and then funny, and then not funny, and then maybe the funniest ever, like maybe the, fun the heights of funny that you didn't know you could climb to, and that's, our, that's my job, um, so that's why I do it. Well, what, <laughs> yeah. what are you thinking about when you're, when you're prancing, and, you know, because Kurt, like you said, is... is losing his voice, he's having, you know, what appears to be a breakdown, and you're prancing around. Are you trying to drop things into the act, or is the whole point that you're just prancing and that's it? Oh, no. I mean, I am in the moment like every dancer is. Like, I have become the song. Like, I am feeling the movements in the stage, and I am dancing like a, like a horse. <laughs> Your voice is so distinctive, which I always think of as a, a positive. Has it ever created problems for you? Um, yeah, sometimes. Uh, I, I think it's been hard for people to take me seriously. And uh, I, I just say it was hard for me to get into this speech class at my college at Northwestern because um, the woman like heard me say my name and she's just like, oh, you have an atrocious lisp. And she was like, you'll never make it. <laughs> Um, and I was like, oh gosh, you know, I guess I'll never make it. Cause you, I mean, like you just, that's what, that's all you know is people telling yeah. you what's going to happen to you. You empower bitter people at colleges Yes, really you really do. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but, but I did okay. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's some ingenue roles. You know, I'm sure I could have played opposite Ryan Gosling in a few things. And I'm like, not with that voice, but <laughs> I don't want to let it get me down, you know. Just keep moving ahead. <laughs> Kristen Schaal, everybody. Now, you play nice with Bubbles, too. Bye! Hi there, new best friend. My name is Scooter, and Shut I- up, punk. Get this straight. My exercise wheel, my pile of wood chips. Don't ever touch them. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, we, we might have gotten off on the wrong foot. Yeah, we did. When you stepped into my cage, welcome to hell, mother furball. Bubbles, too. Go easy on him. Yeah, he's just a little guy. Stupid cockatiels. I'll rip your feathers out with my little claws. Shut up! Why are you yelling at those birds? They seem nice. Nice? Nice? You think you're going to make a bunch of new cuddly friends here? Reality check. Our owner is a nine-year-old girl, and no one gets out of here alive. Uh, don't worry, Scooter. Bubbles, too, has a hard time getting close to other pets emotionally. Yeah, it's on account of what happened to Bubbles 1. We don't talk about that! Hey. Here's what happens in the cage, rookie. You go to tea parties, huh? You're putting a Barbie car rolled down the highway, the hallway highway. You will be brought into show and tell. Oh, that sounds fun. 30 screaming brats grabbing at your fur? That's 60 booger hands. Oh... I'll never get clean after what they did to me. I'll never get clean. I'll never get clean. Oh, I'll never get clean. I'll never get clean. Oh, no. Are you okay? No, I'll never get clean. And that's if you even make it to show and tell. Think you're the first hamster to share this cage? I've seen a million just like you. First, there was Muffin. She got squeezed until she could be squeezed no more. Oh, my goodness. Where's that music coming from? Rufus, Mimi's cat. Sometimes he walks across Mimi's toy piano. It's really good. Hey, Rufus, that sounds really good. Thanks. I come from a very musical family of cats. Don't talk to him. He's eaten a lot of our people and some goldfish. Oh, I bet if you give him a chance, he's really nice. No. I'm not really that nice. After Muffin, there was Furfy, suffocated in Mimi's fanny pack, died right next to the asthma inhaler, melted Reese's cup, and six dollars Mimi got for her birthday. And Bubbles won? You said we'd never speak of Bubbles won. Well, now I'm in the mood, Scooter! (laughs) Bubbles won went insane, driven mad by being slid down the banister over and over and over until she cracked. She ate all of her babies. Oh, enough. I can't hear anymore. We've got to get out of here, Bubbles, too. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get out of here. We do. Oh, we got to go. Well, no one escapes. Oh, gosh, but if I could fit through those bars and just get past Rufus, I can make it to the kitchen and live out my days behind the oven, all warm and full of crumbs. Oh, I'm still small enough. I could squeeze through. I could take you with me. I wouldn't make it on the outside. Go without me, kid. I hear Mimi coming. It's now or never. I'm do 
doing it. You can do it, Scooter. You can do it. Go, kid. Do it for every small rodent that's ever been pet too hard or accidentally dropped or dressed up in a tuxedo and forced to marry a doll. Do it for all of us. I'm out. I'll never forget you, Bubbles, too. I'm going to miss that kid. If he can make it, maybe there's hope for... Nope. Rufus got him. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. More with Kristen Schaal and Rufus Wainwright in just a moment. This is Wits. I'm John Moe, the host. I'm always here, but in this show, Kristen Schaal and Rufus Wainwright are here, which is quite unique. <laughs> Support for Wits comes from The Details, proud home of our dark lord Satan himself. <laughs> and from the color khaki. Which shade of khaki is the right one for your dad's slacks? Support also comes from autocorrect, tiring to improv your spilling for over five yards. <laughs> He's a singer, songwriter, part of the astonishing musical family that includes Kate and Anna McGarrigal, Martha Wainwright, Loudon Wainwright III. His latest album is Out of the Game. Here is Rufus Wainwright.
Wainwright, John Munson, and the witnesses. Rufus, welcome to Wits. Thank you. I saw a term used to describe your music that I thought was really interesting. Popra. Pop yes. opera. Actually, that was invented by a friend of mine, yeah? uh, Mr. George Gerties uh, from Los Angeles, California. He called me up and said, you know what you're doing? You're doing popera. And, uh, and I mentioned it to an, uh, an early interview, and it, and it really stuck. So, so, so I owe a lot to him. You're a huge fan of opera. How does opera enter into uh, your contemporary songs? Oh, with a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I, I got into opera when I was uh, about 12 or 13, and, you know, it wasn't something that was uh, common in, in my household. My parents were real folkies, and they loved Bob Dylan and, and, uh, and field recordings and, and so forth um, of their working children. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, and, and so, so opera was kind of a new thing for the family, and, uh, and I just you know, heard this one recording and was completely um, changed uh, instantaneously by the experience. And, what was and the opera that you It heard? was actually, it wasn't an opera, it was a requiem. It was oh. a Verdi's requiem, um, and, and it sort of became the requiem for my child. Childhood, um, and um, yes, what, what? <laughs> my parents were very worried. <laughs> Why is he in the corner listening to Verdi's Requiem <laughs> and not working in the field? Um, but <laughs> so you would just keep this record on yeah, repeat. So, so yeah, so it kind of ruled ruled the roost for me, and 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 I and I instantly put it into my songwriting and kind of based my songwriting around it. I guess if your if your parents are folkies, that's how how you rebel. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just sing louder than you. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright, thank you for being here. More music from Rufus coming up later in the show. Thank you. Hey, what's this show? It's called Wits. Well, how do you know? I'm John Moe, the host. Kristen Schaal and Rufus Wainwright are here, too. Wits is proud to present the world premiere of selections from some very exciting new publications. We acquired the exclusive rights to broadcast these. It's the By Dummies series of very short books. We've all seen plenty of books that were written for dummies. <laughs> but now, the dummies 
have gotten into the publishing game themselves. From Gambling by Dummies, first, get a feeling about a number. Second, figure out if the number is accompanied by a heart or a diamond or one of those little uh, black shovels or those things that look like adorable little kitty paw prints, like they've been walking around in suit or something, like, bad kitty, you know? Third, bet the farm, the whole farm. Leave no cow unwagered. What could go wrong? Four, it went wrong, didn't it? Five, I have to go. You'll find another farm. And now the Wits Game Show, because comedy, music, all art really must be made to compete and be judged so we know whether it's good without having to think about it. This week's game, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Kristen Schaal, you wrote a book about sex with your boyfriend and then married him, so that makes you a relationship expert. Yep. Rufus, some of your songs make me sad, so you're a relationship expert too. In this game, I have given the guests the name of someone with whom they are breaking up. Kristen will perform a short dramatic monologue about the breakup. Rufus will sing a breakup song a cappella. I will declare a winner in a capricious and unfair manner, and many people will be upset at the end of each round. At the end, I will declare an overall winner who receives nothing but satisfaction. Ready? It doesn't matter. Here we go. Kristen, you'll go first in this round. Okay. A short breakup monologue about breaking up with Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Um, hey, Abe. Um, you know what? It's like, the thing is, you've been so preoccupied, and um, it's just like, I get it. You know, like, you've, you've done a lot, and you, <clears throat> you've taken a divided country, and, and you've tried to make it whole again, but, like, what about the divide between us, you know? It's like, there is a chasm here that I think you could throw all the dead bodies of the Civil War down and still wouldn't reach the top, and... Um, I, would, I wore, like, that brand-new um, petticoat dress with the velvet uh, lining down the front and the red sash, and I had been working on that for months, and I wore it for you. And I walked around your office. You were busy writing something, and I walked around your office three times, and I Okay, like, we're at time. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright, please break up with Abraham Lincoln in song. Hey, Abe, I'm not your slave. Ah, <laughs> uh, I gotta give that one to Kristen Shaw. I like it. Uh, Kristen, you go first on this one. Please break up with the state of Delaware. Oh, wow. Okay, <clears throat> listen, Delaware. Um, are you even, are you Delaware of what's been going on? I don't think so. Like, it's like, I, you know I love, uh, like, oh gosh, I don't know anything about you, and that's the problem. Like, we have been dating for so long, and you are a mystery to me, and it shouldn't be that way, so it's over. Mm. Uh, Rufus Wainwright, please break up in song with the state of Delaware. 
Delaware, Delaware, Georgia's on my mind. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright gets that one. Kristen, you'll go first on this one. Please, a short monologue breaking up with Rufus Wainwright. Oh, oh man, Rufus. Um, here's the thing. Like, it's like I heard you singing a very beautiful song about your husband, and it's like, <laughs> you know, we can't dance around that anymore, and you're always touring and the other day I said hey I want to be a Price is Right model and you just like laughed at me like you don't take my dreams seriously and I and like you're like allergic to all of my favorite like I try to eat cheese and you're just like I don't want cheese again and it's like well I want cheese every night so sorry okay. and where's my song where's my song you know that's the other thing I'm like maybe he'll write a song about me and there's never been a song about me and I'm like well that's a sign I like the second win that you caught there. Nicely played. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright, this is a sentence I've always imagined saying my whole life. Rufus Wainwright, please break up with yourself in a song. <laughs> Never did I think this would happen, Rufus. But it has, cause I'm in love with a woman. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, wow. I, uh, I think we gotta take this to an audience vote. Kristen Schaal breaking up with Rufus Wainwright. Or Rufus Wainwright breaking up with Rufus Wainwright. Kristen Schaal is the winner of the Wits Game oh, Show. Thank you so much! Yes! What do I win? Satisfaction. Oh, it's so nice. And you Sorry. don't have to date Rufus any longer. <laughs> this is Wits. I'm John Moe. Once again, selections from the Books by Dummies series. From Origami by Dummies. First... Papers is trees, so go plant one. Second, age. Third, now you got papers. Four, fold papers in half until frog or crane. Five, retire. And now with more music, Rufus Wainwright. Thank you so much. I'm going to do an acapella song called uh, Candles, also from my new album, Out of the Game. <clears throat> I try to do all that I can, but the churches have run out of candles. I tried to give you all I own, but the bankers have run out of loan 
It's always just that little bit more That doesn't get you what you're looking for I tried to block the cabin door But the churches have run out of candles I tried to lend a helping hand But the rooms have all run out of pamphlets I tried to cook it up and then The kitchen is run out of canned bits It's always just that little bit more That doesn't get you what you're looking I try to bang it on the cabin floor But the churches have run out of candles Then one day in the cathedral I finally let you a candle And all along the vaulted halls The virgins did smile from their mantles It's always just that little bit more That doesn't get you what you're looking for But gets you where you need to go But the churches have run out of Rufus Wainwright, thank you. Much more still to come. This is Wits.
This is Wits. I'm John Moe. Pop song correspondences. A letter to the B-52s from their real estate agent. Hey guys, wanted to give you a quick update on your listing for the Love Shack. It's going badly. I hope we can find someone who likes the place. It does have that enormous garage where you park your improbably large Chrysler, but we could talk about some steps to increase sellability. First off, these signs you made. If you see a faded sign by the side of the road that said 15 miles to the Love Shack! Love Shack, yeah, yeah. If it's faded, repaint it and put up some signs that are closer than 15 miles away. Oh, and then there's that sign on the door, which I think is just rude. You guys, if a fool wants to pay our asking price, we'd take their money. You know what, let's just get rid of all the signs. They reinforce our name problem. The word love and getting together makes people think of the act of love. I'm sorry, but it does, and no one wants to imagine that in a property they're buying. Second, don't call it a shack. That doesn't help. Now, staging. As you can see by the photos, we have a glitter problem. Glitter on the daughter's B-52s. I know glitter is hard to remove. You might, you might want to use a lint roller, some duct tape. I, I don't know what to do about the glitter on the highway, though. Okay, now, the last time I was out there, I was sweating like crazy. Is the air conditioning busted? That matters, you know. A hugging and a kissing, dancing and a loving, wearing next to nothing because it's hotter than oven. The whole shack shimmies shimmying legally we have to disclose that or bring it up to code another thing when i brought buyers over last week you guys were having a party i mean come on i knocked bang 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 on the door baby i can't hear you so and get some new tin, okay? Look, this is a tough sell. Do some repairs, throttle back on the parties. Let's close this, all right? Thanks. Rick Wilson, Planet Claire Realty.
I'm sorry, uh, folks, there's something I forgot to talk about. Kristen, I almost forgot. Congratulations on your new TV series. Oh. Do you want to tell people all about it? Sure. Um, so I, I'm in a new show. It's called Cop Squadron, and it is a drama. It's very intense. I play Detective Vanessa Chipler, and she has a bit of a, a substance abuse problem. Okay, and you know what? Nice surprise. Rufus is actually in it, too. Oh, um... <laughs> Well, that's great. I understand we have a clip from Cop Squadron. Let's roll it. Oh. Cop Squadron, Squadron Cops, doing their jobs, down at the shop, Cop Squadron! Detective Dowler. Yes, Chief. Uniforms brought in a witness to the B&E down on 4th and Jefferson last night, interview room three, and none of your evil Knieveling this time, Dowler. Chief? You know how you are, a textbook case of cop on the edge. Reckless. Is that really how I come across? Oh, don't play, is that how I really come across with me, Dowler? You clear this case, or you can have your salad in the unemployment office's cafeteria. I think that cafeteria is for unemployment office employees only. (laughs) But I take your meaning. Chipler? Here I am. Hi, 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 hi. Here I am. Hello, hello. We're up. I love it. I love everything. I mean, not everything. Who loves everything? Some people, but not me. I don't love everything because then my affections would be meaningless, you know? Um, are you okay, Chipler? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. I'm so much better than okay. I'm flying, bro. Bro. Brosephine Baker. Wise Jedi Master Broda. What's happening on Tatooine? Star Wars. Bro Buffett. Bro B1 Kenobi. Han Brolo. Chewbacca. I'm out. I'm out. Chipper. Chipler. Get it right! It's Chipler! Come on, Dawa! As a detective, I am detecting a difference in your personality. You're good police. You are good police. The me you knew is dead. The me before trying coffee. Me now is older, wiser, having tried coffeeer. It makes me feel like Spider-Man probably feels like. Do you think I have the speed and strength of a spider? I mean, proportionally. I totally have the non-proportional speed and strength of a spider. I raced a spider. I mean, obviously, I'm stronger than it. It's got teeny little arms. They're not even arms. They're legs. I know you're thinking, legs are stronger than arms. But still, they're thinner than a paperclip. I think it's clear who's stronger. It's me! All right. Okay, uh, for this witness, how do you want to go at it? Good cop, bad cop, good cop, dumb cop, fish cop, foul cop, spoon cop, four cop. Oh, oh, I know, I know. You cop, me cop, you cop, a me cop, I go as you, you go as me. (gasps) Like we did at Halloween. Oh, you're right. We did that already. We don't want to repeat ourselves. It's just a witness. Not a suspect. I think we can just both be cops. Cops. Cop. Cops. Oh, Dowler. You are so far outside the box right now. You are back in the box. We'll need to poke some air holes for you in that box. Or you're going to die in that box. Dowler, don't die in that box. Dowler, talk to me. Dowler, are you there? Dowler. 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 Dowler, talk to me. Dowler. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get him. Let's get him. Okay, look, you cops. 
I told the other cop I don't like cops, and I don't like to talk to cops. So unless you want to send someone who has a different profession, you may as well stick your case up into your head. Whoa, Dollar, did you hear that? Oh, man, whoa, yeah, did you kiss yeah. your mother with that mouth? No, I kiss his mother with it. <laughs> oh, that is sweet. That is really sweet. You know what else is sweet? The outpouring of love for Roger Ebert when he died. I never gave it much thought before, but I realized that he was a Mr. Rogers for the rest of us. I never felt much one way or another about Mr. Rogers. I mean, he always seemed antiseptic to me. Ebert, though, with his balance of intellect and emotion, I mean, that's how he reviewed movies, with his head and his heart. It was inspiring. I mean, if we could live our lives with that kind of head-heart balance, I think we'd be a utopian society. Also, you knew how he probably smelled, and you liked it. Anyway, I need more coffee. Bye. Whoa. Uh, you said you kissed my mother with your mouth. You know my mother. What the, no, no. Hey, why is there one cop that isn't you acting all crazy? Just had her first ever cup of coffee. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, man. In that case, I want to be gone by the time she comes back. Then tell me what you saw. Okay, okay. I didn't get a good look, but I got a good enough look to completely recognize Michael Harbell breaking and entering and then stealing a bunch of stuff. Michael Harbell? Are you sure? Oh, I testify to it. But that's the chief's name. Yeah, Michael Harbell, the chief. That's who I mean. He's the reason I'm not a fan of cops. The way he breaks and enters and steals, I take it as indicative of a widespread corruption. And I find that dispiriting. Chief Harbaugh wanted some coffee, but he's gone, and instead of him, at his desk where he sits, ninja smoke. I'm like, what? <laughs> no wonder he was on me about being a loose cannon. He's the loose cannon. Ebert used to say, what we dislike in ourselves, we see and loathe in others. And he was right. Come on, Chipler. We have a chief to catch. Funding for Wits provided by Google Glasses, making it easier than ever to get punched in the glasses. <laughs> and from Alta Vista Glasses, compatible with your Windows 3.1 operating system, just hook them up to a dial-up modem and wait. <laughs> Wits is also supported by Denny's, home of the new bacon, 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 triple bacon garbage plate with a side of fresh fruit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rufus Wainwright.
wish I could have told him I looked at the Rubens and Rembrandts I like the Johns and the Sargents He told me he liked Turner Never have I turned since then No, never have I turned to any other man Rufus Wainwright. And now, the Wits Lightning Round. Short questions, short answers. Kristen Schaal, do you combine the best elements of Kristen Chenoweth and a shawl? Yeah! (laughs) Rufus, between you, your sister Martha, and your dad, who is the best Wainwright? Oh, I think my sister Lucy, actually. She's the best uh, one? The best Wainwright, Lucy Wainwright Roach, um, because she hasn't been corrupted by extreme fame and wealth. Okay. <laughs> Kristen, will there be a big screen movie of Flight of the Concords? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In the year 2047. All right. Uh, Kristen, do you think Rufus likes me? Oh, definitely. Who couldn't like you? I mean, you're so adorable and manly. Rufus, Rufus, do you think Kristen likes you? 
Um, I, I, I think she does. I, I, at first, I, when she went on about the whole um, uh, competitive thing, I was a little scared. But yeah. uh, I think we've managed we all were. to, uh, you know, fall in love. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, how do you make something funny? Oh, well, all you got to do is you got to make it bigger and faster and louder. And both of you, if a gorilla fought a shark and it was in the ocean, but near the shore where the water is crystal clear and quite warm, so the gorilla has good visibility and is comfortable, but it's still water, which is where a shark lives, who wins the fight? I guess, I mean, I'm going to have to say... I think what would happen is that the shark would definitely get its jaws around the gorilla's torso, and the gorilla would be like, no, and he'd like beat his, beat his gorilla fist on the shark's back, and he'd be like, get off me, get off me, and the shark would be like, no, no, you know. And then eventually, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like they would realize well, that they were in the most intimate embrace of two different species, and that something magical was happening. They would then commence to uh, embrace in the ultimate act of lovemaking and create a gorilla shark uh, species, a new one, like a whatchamacallit animal. And, and that's what- the, Sharkala. A sharkala. A sharkala. Sharkala. So that's my answer. And that's the Wits Lightning Round. Well, I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. A lot of people helped make Wits happen, thanks to our broadcast engineer, Rob Byers, and Fitzgerald Theater staff, Tom Campbell, Alan Freckman, Mike Wongan, and Dan Zimmerman. Wits is written by me and Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, Allison Augusty and Lauren McGuire, Matt Gorley, Wendy Molyneux and Jeff Drake, and writer-performers Mary Mack and Kevin Murphy. Bonus acting by Peter Sagel. Music director John Munson and the witnesses Steve Rome, Joe Savage, Richard Medic, and Janie Winterbauer. Thank you to musical guest Rufus Wainwright. And of course, Kristen Shaw. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Wits. You can find us on Facebook by just looking around for Wits. You can find us on the internet at witsradio.org. Our executive producer is Peter Clowney. Wits was created by our guru of staged events, Tony Bull, senior producer Larissa Anderson, and me. I'm John Moe. Bye now. <laughs>